0: Welcome to the Spirit World, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly.
1: Well, hello there, and welcome to the Spirit World. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co host religious demonologist Adam Bly, and hopefully you today, because we are live receiving your calls, inviting you to call in. This is your show, The Spirit World. We are talking about the Blessed Mother today and the Marian feast days during the month of December. So please uh, consider calling in. But Adam, before we start anything, the teaching, the calls, anything we talk about, about uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, the Immaculate Conception, we always begin with the
2: Name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Adam. Okay, before we dive into uh, what you want to share with us about the Blessed Mother. And how Jesus related to his mother's um, during this wonderful Advent season and the two Marian feast days of the Immaculate Conception that we just celebrated, and coming up, Our Lady of Guadalupe on December twelfth. Before we uh, you dive into the teaching, let me give a little housekeeping notes here, just to make sure our listeners can participate in today's broadcast. First, we want to thank our show team that's in place. Our producer Tim Mott doing a fantastic job at the controls, and we have. Lori and Carol, ready to answer your calls. Here is the number about uh, the Blessed Mother, 877-757-9424. That's the number to call if you want to get onto the spirit world. We want to thank the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network for airing this program and all the affiliates that pick up the spirit world. We're hearing a lot of comments come back to us that you really, really love the show. As a matter of fact, you are growing the family at on Facebook at the spirit world podcast. We just crossed over a thousand. So that is wonderful. And we want to keep growing over there as well on Facebook. So consider calling in today. And after Adam explains to us what we need to know to, um, just increase our knowledge and our understanding and our love for the blessed mother during this wonderful, um, Advent season where we celebrate her main Marian feasts during December, please Uh, consider calling in. We are a friendly platform and Carol and Lori are just uh, wonderful to talk to. All you have to do is dial this number 877-757-9424. And we hope everyone uh, went to Mass for the Immaculate Conception. Um, it It was a holy day of obligation. Jerry Usher always likes to say it's a holy day of privilege. You know, we don't have to go to Mass. We get to go to Mass and that's very, very important. So Adam, why don't you why don't you start us off? Because I want to really, I want to walk away from this episode with a, a better understanding of of how I can deepen my relationship with our Holy Mother.
2: Yeah, Deb, me too. Um, just you know, personally, Mary has become increasingly important as a, as a biblical figure, but as a figure in my life, you know, as we live and breathe today, uh, mainly through how I have seen her her assistance in, you know, the deliverance work and the exorcism work. And personally, what I have found, Deb, over the years is that the rosary, for me at least, is the most effective deliverance prayer. And we're going to unpack some things today that the church gives us during Advent here that helps us understand a little bit more about Mary's role that might, you know, um, give us some clues as to why why that is the case. So just a couple pious thoughts of my own. Uh, This is not you know, these are just personal reflections, just a few things about why Mary is important. If we step back just on a common sense level, you know, Jesus is the God-man. Mary contributed his body. Of course, she is not divine. She did not contribute his divinity. That came from God the Father, from, you know, the trinity of which he is, he is part. So by her contributing his flesh, his body, his flesh is made from her flesh. His blood is made from her, is knit from her, as with every mother and their child that's in the womb is is kind of knit from the mother's body. Mary's face is almost certainly the first face that he ever saw, um, as with most births. The baby's first face that they see um, is going to be the mother that they are able to reflect on and fix on. And hers was the first face, very likely, that reflected love back to Jesus. He experienced love and, and companionship in many ways through his life, but she was very likely the first face that reflected love back to him. And she is possibly the last face that he saw from the cross in that she was there at the crucifixion uh, along with John. You know, and we remember um we'll get back to that story in a minute but she is certainly one of the last faces that he saw we don't know exactly who he saw last but you know there is a chance that it was his mother and she was certainly there so Mary's there at the beginning she's there at the end she contributes his body and of course through her fiat through her yes um, she participated in the incarnation so just on a common-sense level Mary seems to be very important so yesterday as you mentioned Deb and hopefully uh, our you know, the Catholics went to Mass. It was a feast feast day of the Immaculate Conception. It's a holy day of obligation, and that means we need to go to Mass if we can. Um, what, what you know, what is that feast day? What is that about? Some people think th- they assume the Immaculate Conception is about Jesus being conceived. It's actually about Mary's conception. And this was first really codified and formalized by Pope Pius IX, um, who gave us this this dogma. And so the The basic idea here is she was preserved from all stain of original sin by the merits of her son's future life, death and resurrection. So that means from the first moment that she was conceived, unlike us, she was not stained by original sin. And she then remained sinless through her life is our understanding. And, you know, we don't have time to unpack all of that, but that would largely come from the fact that she was not subject to original sin, which leads to being under the dominion of the devil to a certain extent and therefore being tempted by the devil. Now, she received a singular, what the Pope Pius IX describes as a singular, meaning she's the only person that ever received it, grace uh, and privilege. So she received a lot of grace, which also uh, no doubt contributed to her to not sinning in her life. Okay, so preserves some from, from all stain of original sin by the merits of his son's future life, death death and resurrection. And we're going to see a clue to that, um, because if we look at Luke one forty seven, and this is, remember, where Jesus goes to visit Elizabeth, and they're talking when they first greet each other. And Elizabeth is basically, you know, um, being very positive and excited to see Mary, and, uh, you know, John jumps in the womb of Elizabeth, and and it's kind of a beautiful time between these two women, and Mary's response is, "My my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior." That's important because she's pointing to God, her Savior, and the salvific action of Jesus that's going to happen in the future. So she is already rejoicing in God, her Savior, and that's that salvific act hasn't yet happened for her at that time. So. She's pointing to she is saved by Jesus. She's not a divine figure that's, that's outside of humanity. She is saved by Jesus, but by his future merits at that time. Okay. The next thing that I think is really interesting to think about is the fourth commandment, to honor your father and mother. So we know that Jesus, if we think about it, whenever he has referenced his father, he honored his father perfectly. And the great example, of course, is in the garden when he's facing the crucifixion. As a, you know, the passion is about to start. The arrest is about to happen. He says, Father, you know, please, if, if it's okay, take this cup away. But if it's your will, you know, I accept it. Let your will be done. So we see that Jesus offers perfect, basically, submission and, and honor to his father. It would also make sense that he would offer perfect submission and honor to his mother. And we actually see that, Deb. You know, it took me, it's not that I was doing it. It took so many years for me to realize why the miracle at Cana was the first miracle that's described in the Bible. And I always thought it was a little bit odd, like, you know, why is this emphasis on him telling Mary it's not my time yet? It's not my time to do these public miracles. Um, And her just turning to the people and saying, do whatever he tells you to do. And then he goes on to do the miracle because his mother asked him to, even though he said it's not my appointed time to do it, but because you, mother, have asked. And I am a good Jew, and I follow the Ten Commandments, and also just because he loves her um, and she has a special role in his life, he did it for his mother. And I think that's a beautiful thing, and it, and it took me so long to realize, and it, and it points to our relationship with her now. Okay. A last thing on the Immaculate Conception: Since Jesus loves and honors his mother so perfectly, and He is part of the Trinity, what is the best way to save and honor His mother? Is it to allow her to suffer under original sin, have the travails of temptation and sin, wrestle with those things, and all all the you know self-negative um, stuff that comes with it when we feel bad about our sins, and to go through all of that, or would He honor His mother completely and free her? ahead of time through that singular grace. And I think, in, you know, at least to me, in a sense, that makes that makes a little bit of sense. Okay. And then, and here's here's the really important part for us today, Deb, is at the cross, Jesus gives Mary to us as our mother. He basically says, relate to her as I've related to her. Relate to her as per the fourth commandment. And that means listen to her, honor her and obey her and he says that to john and he says to her here's your son so he's putting the burden not just on us it's not a burden it's a relationship he's putting that relationship on us it is a new spiritual relationship with her and he's giving that to her take care of my children these people because i'm leaving the earth until i come again so we see a special relationship being set up and then what do we see on december 12th on tuesday our Lady of Guadalupe is celebrated, major feast day. What happened there we'll unpack on the other side, but it's a direct example of what Jesus set up at the cross.
1: Okay, wow, this is really, really good information that we need to hear during the Advent season. Uh, Joan called in from Wichita, Kansas. We're going to get to Joan's question on the other side of the break. We invite you to call in right now. The phone lines are open, and Lori is waiting to answer your call at 877 757 9424. Remember, this is your show. We're a live calling show heard right here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. So please call us and talk about the Blessed Mother today.
3: witnesses argue that Jesus is a lesser divinity than Jehovah because the Greek text in John oneone 1 doesn't say the word was the God. The definite article isn't there. As such, they argue it should be translated a God. How do we respond? Well, first, six times in John 1, the term God appears without the definite article. But yet the JWs translate it as a God only once in reference to the word. Not very consistent. Second, in Greek, the definite article is prefixed to the subject, not the predicate. And in this clause, God is the predicate and the word is the subject. Finally, John refers to Jesus as the God in 1 John 5.20, saying, this is the true God. So, be at peace, my Christian friends. You don't have to go to a kingdom hall this Sunday. I'm Carlo Brusord with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com.
4: Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute.
0: The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877 757 9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com
1: we hope your Advent is going well and actually, Adam, don't forget before the show closes uh, to remind everyone the challenge the challenge that you issued to all of us for Advent to take on, to go deeper during the um, this wonderful liturgical season of Advent where we prepare for Christ's coming. And um, I took your challenge on and so did the show team and so we are diving deep during this Advent season. We hope our Spirit World listeners are doing the same. So Adam will refresh um, and, and talk about that from our our show on preparing for advent but we're talking about the blessed mother today um in um we're, we are addressing it because of the two main Marian feasts in december immaculate conception and our lady of guadalupe and you were going to pick up right there with our lady of guadalupe adam
2: yes so remember, we, we mentioned Cana, the, the miracle of the water to wine at the, at the wedding at Cana, and how Mary had appealed to Jesus, and he had said, it's not my time yet, but he honored his mother's request. And that's a clue, Deb, for us to remember in, in between these two feast days, that that is the model for uh, why appealing to Mary to go to her son for us is established right there in Scripture, um, and is then reinforced at the cross when He says to John, "Behold your mother," and to her, "Behold your son." Okay, so we see all this set up in the in the Bible story, and then what do we see through time over the centuries? Since then, we see Mary in these in the legitimate apparitions where she has legitimately appeared to people, and there are proved apparitions. Where she has either given instruction to people to the world through messages which by the way always point to her son you know it's never worship her it's always go to my son it is always pray It is always be charitable it's always scriptural and and uh in line with the church's teaching so after he sets up that relationship between us and mary he then sends his mother to give messages to the world there's a great example of that that happened in 1531 in mexico you know, they were they were they were trying to bring the message of Christianity to South America, and basically, it wasn't wasn't going well. Uh, there weren't many converts, and then Juan Diego, most of us have heard this story. A, a poor farmer had a, a visit from Mary, where he saw her, and she said, "You know, tell the bishop to build a church on this site," and and that was a site that had been uh, part used for pagan worship. And he goes to the bishop, and the bishop says, well, you know, you're just a person. Uh, I would need some sign to to know that this is real. You know, I'm not going to—probably he said something along the lines of, you know, we're not going to— make that big of a a choice to build a church based on just somebody coming and saying it so he goes back to mary and he says the bishop needs a sign and she says okay here's these roses and it was winter they shouldn't have been around she gives him these roses he goes back he gives the roses to the bishop and then the surprise is on his cloak that he was carrying the roses in there's this image of mary which still hangs in the basilica uh in mexico to this day after that event happened deb uh, around nine million people embraced Christianity in South America became Catholic, and it remains an uh, overwhelmingly Catholic uh, part of the world. And at the Basilica to this day, and you can go find these images on on the internet, there is a sign over the door that in Spanish says, uh, am I not here, me that am your mother? And so it is calling back to the cross and saying I am here for you. I love you. I'm obeying my son's command to me to become your mother and to intercede for you. And you have seen through the Bible that I have a particular relationship with him to go to him to ask his favors for you. And so I want you to come to me and continue that relationship that was modeled at the wedding of Cana and then established at the cross by Jesus himself. And what do we see? It's I believe it is the most visited pilgrimage site in the world. Um, Just a a stunning number of millions of people go there every year and receive graces. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's, you know, all that stuff with the Tilma we don't have time to go into. But, boy, what a gift Mary is to us.
1: Well, there are actual classes just about the image itself on the tilma and all of the the reflection and all the the mm-hmm. symbolism and everything. It's 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 pretty amazing. It's supernatural. It's it, incredible. Um, but today is the feast day of Saint Juan Diego, so um, so we're we're that's why we're addressing everything um, on the spirit world. We are live today, so we are taking your calls and we will get to the calls in a moment. There is a, there are a couple open phone lines if you'd like to jump in and talk about maybe you went to Mexico City you saw the image maybe you had an experience maybe you had a conversion um, encounter, something of that nature, a mystical encounter, something with the Blessed Mother. We want to hear about it because in the details, we can learn and grow together. So please don't sit this out. Don't don't think someone else is going to call for you and share your story. We need to hear from you. So the number to dial is 877-757-9424. I've always been intrigued. I love um, really, you know, I, I attend, um, Marty and I attend uh, St. Juan Diego. Parish in um, in Arizona. And so we have a lot of the images and a lot of the history and the understanding. So I I just get so into um, how she appeared, her message, the symbolism, all the nuances are so extraordinary, Adam. So I agree with you. Very, very important. Anything else you want to share before I I share with you the two back to back uh, questions that came in?
2: No, that'd be wonderful. Let's go to those.
1: Okay. So Joan uh from Wichita, Kansas, she was listening on EWTN. She couldn't stay on the phone, but she left this question and Joan wanted to know um uh was our lady ever tempted by Satan like Jesus in the desert and Eve? And then, but right behind Joan's question, uh, Tim had a, had a question and, and thought it was uh, interesting for you to address this. Adam, Tim um, was saying, "If God could preserve Mary from original sin, why doesn't he save everyone that way?" So you've got these these two questions back to back. If you'd like to address uh, those, I just want to do another invitation to our Spirit World listeners. Um, this the way it works. It's super easy, and sometimes people don't want to call into a live um, uh, radio show because you're thinking, "Well, I'm going to go into some area, and I'm not going to be able to hear. Or I'm not going to know what they're talking about." That's not how it works here. So it's it's super easy. You just dial this number eight seven seven. 757-9424 and uh Carol or Lori will pick up the phone, they'll chat with you for a few minutes, they're just going to ask you how you're listening, if you're a first-time caller, and then they'll put you on hold. You'll get to listen live and you'll slip right into the discussion because we'll be getting getting to Raul first on the Spirit World, but there's room for you if you'd like to talk about the Blessed Mother today, especially in between her two main feasts, which are so incredible, the Immaculate Conception and Our Lady of Guadalupe. In fact, um, you know, producing this show is Guadalupe Radio Network. You know, our patron saint is Our Lady of Guadalupe. And as I look in the Houston studios, I see the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe right on the studio wall. I mean, so we we take it very seriously. And um, we want to to go deep with our Blessed Mother. So Adam, do you want to address um, answer those two questions?
2: I'll give it a shot, Deb, and, and I'm interested to hear what you think, too, because, you know, of course, we're not experts on on everything to the deepest level because that's a it's a lifetime journey with Scripture. But my sense of it is that we don't have any indication in Scripture about Mary being tempted um, by the devil in a similar way to Jesus at the Garden. Um, you know, uh, and, and even in the Garden, if you think about it, the understanding, I believe, is that Jesus was more shown the weight of what he was atoning for, the weight of the sin of the world. And so it wasn't so much a temptation to, but from the devil to not do it, but uh, he was kind of shown the weight of what he was going to do. So you could maybe parse that and say, well, it was a temptation from the devil. But um, I don't think there's any indication, and I'd like to hear your thoughts, Deb, mm-hmm. that Mary was ever tempted. And I don't think there's an indication in the Magnificat or... Um, in, in any of the traditions um boy i yeah, I just I can't think of it. I think she was spared that. I don't think the demons can touch her. I don't think they could affect her thoughts her will to to tempt her ever mm-hmm. but what do you think
1: well uh- the, this is the way I view it, um, and this is just coming from me. I'm not representing, you know, the Catholic Church, Guadalupe Radio Network, EWTN. This is just the way I I understand it. You know, when you were talking about um, the grace that she that that she was given, the the abundance of that, and the and the the um, the element of that particular grace, I I. I think it would make sense that, you know, because she's, she's all human, right? And so she would be able to experience things, but maybe not at the same level that we experience them. So, you know, it's interesting. I I go back to even Padre Pio, you know, everybody says, well, I don't want to wrestle with the devil the way Padre Pio did. Okay. Well, that, I think that was a specialized, um, encounter of temptation, that not all of us are going to have to deal with. I mean, it's so I think you know and and it's so tailored to the individual, the the uh purpose of that individual, the the assignment of that individual, the advanced um spiritual uh sense of that individual. So I think that it it's it's tailored to the unique um uh position of that person. So this is just me talking now. I could be I could be way off base, but I've always thought of it this way did she know of everything that was happening did you know around her or seeing it happen with temptation with other people and things i'm sure she did she she had encounters she had family members she had people she was in the town with right so but but how it it affected her personally i think she um had a different position and because of that there was a different element of grace i believe and a different um elevation if you will um uh to some degree. So what do you what do you say to that? I I and I don't I don't have an issue with that. Like some people will say, well why are certain people given, you know, certain things and certain tasks? We see that with the saints. You know, people are saying today that blessed Carlo Acutis, he was meant for this time. God God tapped him specifically for this time. He's got a special role and he's being elevated very quickly. And so why is that, you know? And why isn't it somebody else? So I what do you say to that? Do you think it's just her her, her special role
2: in you know, this mission? Yeah, Deb, that's, you know, what you triggered in me is a thought about the new Eve, you know, the idea that Mary is the new Eve. If we think back to the garden, you know, Adam and Eve are there in the garden. They're not experiencing temptation. Uh, they're just experiencing the joy of being with God, you know, face-to-face walking in the garden. And then God allows the serpent to enter the garden and to tempt, and then mm-hmm. mankind falls. This time with the new Eve, God does not allow the serpent to approach her and tempt her, but gives her a singular grace Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. be able to say yes in that clear way. It was still a yes that was a free will yes, but she wasn't burdened by that temptation to say no. So she Mm -hmm. had kind of, she was a a singular creature in that sense. And so being the new Eve and Jesus being the new Adam in a sense, and, and if we think it think of it through that lens she was a unique and singular creature that was repairing a rift that had mm-hmm. happened when right. temptation first entered things at the beginning
1: well that's why she's so incredible and so special and and why we should honor her and understand her and bring her into our spiritual life absolutely Adam well said okay um you hear the music Tim is right on cue he's our producer amazing job he is doing and so um, Carol And Lori, they're doing a great job as well because they're answering your calls. When we come back on the other side of this break, we will get to Raul first and then Heather and Mary and the others here on the Spirit World. You can join them by dialing 877-757-9424. And we have a lot of clergy that listens to the Spirit World. So maybe you would like to add your thoughts about um, the Blessed Mother. We'll be right back.
5: The word faith has a history that goes back to the Old Testament. It originates as a Hebrew word that speaks to the strengthening of hands. This strengthening is tied to a belief and trust in God. In Exodus, we see that when Moses' hands grew tired, his sons assisted in strengthening and holding them up. When Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem for the census, it was no doubt a journey that required strength, for Mary was with child. On our own journey, when we grow tired, we have others around us in faith to assist us and to strengthen us. Friends, a priest, a nun, or with the Sacrament of Reconciliation. In each step comes a strengthening when we stay tied to a belief and trust in God. This is Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic Encouragement.
4: Have you heard about life coaching? Contact us at standhalltoday.com
0: The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877 757 9424, or email tsw at grnonline.com.
1: Bart, some activity here with the discussion about temptation, Adam. So thank you, Joan and uh, Tim, for those questions about the Blessed Mother and if she experienced any, any um Temptations of, of that nature, and uh, Adam, we'll you know actually, if it's okay with you, I made a note for January because we we're starting to um, put in the uh, show topics for the new year, Adam, twenty twenty four. So let's address this and go deeper into. Uh, the Life of Mary. I think that would be very, very important for our Spirit World listeners. So, you know, we're just sharing our thoughts and, and our, our, our reflections on this. But we would like to really... um uh, go deeper in a in a real true understanding of of maybe what she what she felt what she walked what she what she experienced and I think that would really help especially our Protestant brothers and sisters who are listening to the spirit world and we have quite a few of you guys listening because we get the emails so thank you so very much as a matter of fact if you do want to email us all you have to do is send the email to tsw at grnonline or you can uh, leave a comment on facebook at the spirit world podcast anything else you want to say about uh, um temptation or anything of that nature before we go to raul
2: just really briefly deb i thought it was a great question why doesn't god just save everybody like he saved mary then and i think it goes back to what we said before this is just my thought uh there was a special relationship between Jesus and Mary that we saw as we explored in the fourth commandment, a special relationship to honor his mother. And that was present from God's perspective. You know, it's there. God is outside of time that that relationship was already present. It was, it was going to happen. Yes. She could have said no. It was a free will. Yes. When she said yes to Gabriel, but also God also simultaneously knows what's going to happen. So, there was a special relationship there, and I think that's why, um, I think that is why when we get the teaching from the church, from Pius Ninth, Pope Pius IX, he talks mm-hmm. about a singular grace. It yes. only happened once because there is only one mother of God. And so there is a singular grace that goes back to that particular relationship that God's law, the Ten Commandments, defines as being different than any other people right? So my relationship with my parents, according to the Ten Commandments, is singled out as being different than that of a relationship with anybody else. And so I think that touches on why doesn't God just do this for everybody. The second thing is God's justice. So God is perfectly merciful, but also perfectly just. And when mankind fell in the garden, injustice we bear the consequence of that we bear the punishment of that fall and it is not simply removed it is something Mm -hmm. we have to struggle with because in god's justice we we have to struggle and bear the weight of that
1: right well said okay ready to go to the phones sure raul has been waiting so patiently in tampa florida listening on ewtn hi raul welcome to the spirit world what's your question or comment.
6: Happy, uh, happy Saturday. Uh, <laughs> thank comment. you. It's basically first. I want to thank you guys for recommending the books on angels, uh, the Peter Kreef, Angels and Demons, and the other one by um,
1: Joan Carol Cruz. John
6: Carlos Cruz. Yeah. Joan
1: Carol. Yeah. So
6: mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. So first, I had the opportunity to go see Our Lady of Fatima this September and I met someone that was referred to me that was a relative of one of the children, and he gave us a tour, and, and he told us uh, the story. He goes, when the angel gave the communion to the children, that uh, it, was a, it was a big Eucharist. it was a big host, but at the same time, that host had disappeared, a euchre uh, that was already blessed and, and uh, with the body and blood, soul of the needy of our Lord Jesus Christ, had disappeared from a church 25 kilometers away. So I asked the priest about this, and the priest says, well, as far as I know, only priests can consecrate hosts. So maybe the angel took the consecrated host to give to the children, and that's where it came from. Uh, Another, um, on Our Lady of Fatima, when I was there, uh, I got the opportunity to hear some uh, beautiful lectures, uh, on the miracles, and one thing they said is that it goes. You have to remember that Our Lady is an intercessor for us. She helps us and leads us to our Lord Jesus Christ, like in Luke one twenty-eight. That she's full of grace, and and she will always guide us to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we, when we pray the Rosary, uh, a good devotion is to pray the Rosary in front of the blessed sacrament so
2: (laughs) i just wanted to Mm -hmm. share
6: my experience Mm
2: -hmm. yes i
6: I don't know if the story the 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 uh, the person giving us the man giving us the tour guide i don't know only god knows but it mm -hmm. it sounded beautiful
2: yeah exactly Raul. only god knows for sure is it possible sure God can do whatever he wants, and it does make sense, the point you brought up. You know, Jesus at the Last Supper said, do this in memory of me, and, and gave the words of the consecration, uh, and and we we know that that is done by the priests today. And so while the church is in its journey towards Jesus' second coming, that is uh, how the host becomes consecrated today. So that that totally fits with what Jesus established, at least in my opinion. What do you think, Deb?
1: Yeah, no, no, um, I, I, I agree. I, I actually want to circle back to your original statement, Raul, when you were talking about the Angels books, if I can, be only because we do have almost full phone lines, and I want to make sure I, I address this. So I, have you opened up those books, or I mean, can you t- share with us a little bit of what you're, what you're learning from that? I'm just curious.
3: All right.
6: The three books the saint thomas aquinas I'm serving I'm saving for last because that is really okay. big. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm uh, so far I'm uh, the Peter uh I hope his mm-hmm. last name correct Craved? Yes, Craved. Mm-hmm. That one yes, it is beautiful. It's awesome. It it, it, it it it's just the first few chapters are excellent. They open up your your thought and it says angels are 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 tremendous uh the creatures he goes there there and and they can be fierce and they can appear in any form they desire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and because there's no matter and and and, and we have to and it also um how the angels appear to our blessed mother mm-hmm. but on the books uh so far I'm into that first two chapters and it is i thank you for that recommendation I can't thank you enough for it.
1: Well, no, thank you for for reading those books. And I just wanted to kind of tap into that real quickly, because that's usually what happens when people pick up books on angels, the holy angels, or they read something online, especially um, Opus Angelorum. The, uh, the work of the holy angels the apostolate that does a, a fabulous work and is d- devoted and consecrated to the holy angels um, but Raul the I think what I always hear from folks that dive in for the first time they say I, I never really um, understood their role their mission how powerful they are you know how God has instructed them and they they are they are working their mission given from God it is really quite extraordinary and I love that when you see that when you understand that and you start to realize that and, and they are there for us uh, to get to he- to heaven to help us to guard us to guide us it is so amazing and it enhances our um it enhanced my spiritual life i'm just i'm i'm hoping and praying that it does that for you raul
6: oh yeah oh yes definitely uh here's here's uh something that, and i'm highlighting the book as i go uh, it says this is one uh, um why should they be appearing more now because they're asking for the appearance of angels, right, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're appearing, and we do not know this as um he goes be careful because you may entertain the company of angels. that was uh one of the sculptures that's um, in the Vatican. I saw mm-hmm. a boat uh, with uh, immigrants immigration, and people on this boat, and there was an angel in the middle, so this is one of the most distinct themes. Of this book, angels appear on the brink of chaos or catastrophe, or at least at the threat of chaos or catastrophe. So um, I'm thinking when the angel appeared in the Lady of Fatima for the children, and the Lady of Fatima reveals uh, he was following uh, uh, the direction of God, of course, and and, uh, above all else, but I, I think that this is just my opinion. Uh, uh, our Lady of Fatima was directing the angel uh, towards the children, and how to appear to children, because after mm-hmm. all, she is our mother, our mm-hmm. heavenly mother, mm-hmm. and moms knows best how to appear to children. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's, it's in it's in their nature. Uh, so um, true. Yeah, no, Interesting.
1: You know, I love the way you are. Don't you? Don't you love this, Adam? The way Raúl is c- kind of peeling back all the layers and and really going deeper. I love that. I I I sense that you're going to really. This is forever going to change um your spirituality. I feel it. What do you say, Adam?
2: yeah i agree um mm-hmm. and and that's that's something that comes from God you know we're mm-hmm. we're told to ask the Holy Spirit to help us when we go to read scripture, and that's because it's an interaction with the living Word of God um and for that to unfold in us and bring conversion, you know that's something that that's a grace that god's going to give us and when you see that grace operating in people and their curiosity is expanding and they and they're they're looking for more and they're trying to sift through and work their ideas out you know that that's a development um that's a beautiful development. And it's about yeah. conversion. Um, and that's why the church and the magisterium is so helpful to us. Mm-hmm. And the church fathers are so helpful because it helps us, you know, kind of see the, the boundaries there and the fences. Um, but within that, we kind of explore and grow and, and, and learn and learn and learn. It's, right. it's an endless, beautiful journey.
1: I agree. Raul, stay in touch with us. Thank you so much. Have a, a, a blessed Advent. And we're going to let you go on that note because we do have full phone lines plus. So we'll, we're will we going to move to Heather. Heather, hang on. Um, Adam, you're going to have to squeeze in the challenge. We're getting comments now. We're going to have to move quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm Heather's calling in from New Jersey. So I'm going to turn on my New Jersey speed, okay? okay, because we need to go fast now. You're going to have to uh, recap and give us the challenges, uh, the challenges. That you issued for advent we need that and also we did have clergy weigh in about the blessed mother um, they reminded us about the magnificat that is um, that is prayed in um in every day in divine office and it 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 it, uh, reinforces the understanding of crushing the head of the devil so Mm -hmm. the Magnificat thank you thank you so much to our priests and deacons that are listening to the spirit world okay we are going to the great state of New Jersey uh, Freehold New Jersey Heather is calling in and she's listening on EWTN hi Heather welcome hey good
7: morning I can absolutely synthesize this and keep it fast so Our Lady of Guadalupe brought me back to the church to her son. Um, it started in preschool. I went to Our Lady of Guadalupe preschool in Brooklyn, New York. Um, <laughs> fell away from the faith as I got older. You know, I received all my sacraments, um, and then um, in December of 2021, my sister asked me to stand as godmother to my uh, my niece, um, and so she got baptized in Philadelphia in you know kind of a, a liberal church. Um, so the The priest allowed uh, one of the members of the laity to do the homily, but rightfully so. The woman was very invested in Our Lady of Guadalupe, told the beautiful story. I didn't remember any of it, but I knew it was Our Lady of Guadalupe feast day. The following year was a really rough year. Um, I needed, you know, I I needed outside help for a lot of things. Um, There was a lot of stress. And, you know, at the same time, I really needed to do deliverance prayers because of things that I opened myself up to stupidly. Um, And my only recourse was the rosary, um, because I still didn't come back to the church. You know, I I wasn't putting it together. Now, I had God the Father in my life, you know, kind of nebulously, um, and I trusted in the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know Jesus and I didn't know Mary. So I turned to the rosary because I knew that that the rosary was going to be effective against any kind of demonic influence. I started praying the rosary, I don't know, late October, November. So then Our Lady of Guadalupe Feast Day comes around in December of last year. Uh, on EWTN morning show, they prayed Hail Mary, Our Lady of Guadalupe, full of grace. We did a Hail Mary you know, to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Great. I called my sister to wish my niece happy baptism, uh, anniversary of her baptism. Um, and then later that day, um, I was watching a Monsignor Rossetti. Um, he does you know, has a, the deliverance app. I was watching a, a video of his. And he mentioned how important the miraculous medal is. I said, well, i got to go get one. <laughs> so I had some returns to make that day at Marshall's, of all places. And I said, you know what? M- maybe I could find a miraculous medal there. You'd be lucky to find a crucifix at Marshall's. Um, and so as I got on the line, they have their jewelry display. And somebody was, um, they were refilling the inventory. And it was a big shopping cart, all full, and sitting right at the top with Our Lady of Guadalupe bracelet with her medallion on it. So I brought it over to the church where I had started going back to and had received my sacraments as a child, um, and I asked the priest to bless it. And I knew, now, Our Lady of Guadalupe's feast day last year, I believe it must have been Monday. Um, now, I know for a fact, though, the Sunday before, so probably the day before, they had um, enshrined a uh, 40-foot-tall like uh, replica of the tilma at the church because the pastor had just returned from pilgrimage there. And he has a devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And so it became really apparent to me that uh, her words, and so then reading her words over again, are you not in the cross of my arms? Are you not in the hollow of my mantle? Oh, I can't even say it without getting choked up. Um, Were absolutely meant for me at that time. And she comes up all the time now. So wherever I see her, I know that I'm home. I know that I'm on the right path. Um,
2: Beautiful. So thank you, Heather. That Yeah. And, that's huge. And, and, you know, Deb, when you talk with people about their journey and about the times, the seasons of their life with a lot of conversion, you, you'll, you'll hear that where, you know, this lined up and this lined up and this lined mm-hmm. up and it, and it kind of builds. So, um, and that's beautiful. Um, and the, the rosary in terms of deliverance is beautiful. Before we take the next one, Deb, you asked me real briefly our challenge this year, and it's becoming kind of a tradition. Each week of Advent, read one gospel. Each week of Advent, try to eliminate one sin from your life. Each week, try to forgive somebody who has wounded you. And each week, try to do one significant charitable act.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So Adam squeezed that in, Heather, because we're getting a lot of comments coming in. They said that Adam's got to remind us so that we can um, take on Advent. But Heather, I just wanted to say you see how the good Lord was preparing you as a small child when you first attended um, your school. I just think it's so precious how the Lord um, shepherds us, how he puts in place the steps. And I could feel the Holy Spirit as I'm just sharing that with you. I think it's wonderful. You have a special devotion, a very special, Special, unique devotion to Our Lady, um, you know. And when you do, when she takes your hand the way she has taken your hand and really changed your life forever, um, I do believe. This is me talking. Now we're doing a lot of opinion segments here. I do believe that when you finish your time here on earth, Heather, that uh, Our Lady's going to be right there to grab your hand again, and you will feel so comfortable because you have had, you have that beautiful relationship with her on this side of the veil. God bless you, Heather. You're you. I, I think it's an amazing call. Your journey is is, um, just incredible. Thank you for sharing it with us.
2: Yeah, thank you. That was huge!
1: Don't you love how the good Lord starts when we're really young? I just love that. You know, it's it, it, and that's that's so wonderful. Okay, Mary is up next, and and thank you, Adam. Everybody's saying thank you. Everybody's taking on the Advent challenge. No, it's not too late. We're getting comments saying, "Is it too late? Can I jump in?" Okay, the Lord stands Mm -hmm. outside of time. Okay, He understands Mm -hmm. you're you're catching up. Just catch up. Okay, Um, you can do it, and 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 dive uh, deep. We always we're we're not shallow swimmers here in the in the uh, ocean here we we like to dive deep with the lord because he wants all of us let's hear what mary has to say in in uh, justin texas on gr uh, grn that's guadalupe radio network in frisco first time caller Hey, mary welcome hi thank you for taking my call um i'll make it really quick and uh, here it is you know padre pio was very uh, devout to the blessed mother and on youtube um, Adam, they have a three days of darkness, and they're saying that Padre Pio is saying that when this happens to close up your house and just have beeswax, candles, and pray for three days during the three days of darkness, and that if a relative is at the door, don't open the door. And I read later it's because it could be just a demon or something, but God does not want us to look out
7: the windows to see his wrath is that a true
2: story on youtube okay mary so the important thing here is to separate private revelation from scriptural stuff that is revealed by god that is that is scriptural and dogmas of the church so but the private revelation of saints like padre pio wonderful saint uh for sure he is a saint but his private revelations uh, many of which came in the letters to his spiritual children during his life they're not The dogma of the church. And also, we have to remember that, as with a lot of people that have received messages or images from God, they can be symbolic. So, we want to be careful about always, number one, saying it's going to absolutely happen because Padre Pio said it. Remember, Padre Pio isn't God. He's not, and I'm not being mean here, but he's not God and he's not the Bible. And so, and the other thing is that these could be symbolic. Um, for a stage in our life, you know, the, the trial at the end of life and things like that. So does it hurt to have some beeswax candles? No, it doesn't. They're a sacramental. You can get some and, and have them blessed at home. But don't get apocalyptic and start looking for, you know, um, a literal experience of revelations and things like that. The most important thing I think, and Deb, you'd correct me, mm-hmm. in the Christian life is is a living relationship with Jesus yep. and a living trust and conversion yep you know, with Jesus through our life's journey leading to our own mm-hmm. judgment. That's really what we need to focus on. And remember, Jesus says, you know, uh, don't don't be anxious. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Um, you know, even when things are rough, to have tr- that trust in him.
1: I totally agree. Um, Mary, um, what I share in religious education all the time, especially about private revelation, and you know that how much I love and I'm devoted to Padre Pio, so I, I know where you're going with these um these thoughts about what what came out of the letters when Padre Pio would would um, communicate with his spiritual children, I understand that. But you know, the, God will provide for all of us if we do have that relationship. If we are getting in a state of grace, staying in a state of grace, God will provide. He'll provide the next steps. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to worry about. Complete trust in God. God will 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 lead the way. And I do agree with Adam. If you want to have the sacramentals and have them blessed, I do have. Blessed beeswax candles in my home i have a lot of sacramentals i have have tons um so yeah i do that because i i love that it constantly keeps my mind focused so i can deepen my relationship so so with that mary um i i love your question and your comments because i think it helps all of us and i agree with adam just you know get in that great place with god and god will provide okay mary perfect. Thank you, guys. you have helped me so much. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. God bless you. We're going to have to go quickly. We only have two minutes because Tim uh, held up the two-minute sign, so I've got to go fast. So here's... Um, uh, we're not going to get to Kathy, but Kathy has a, a, a very interesting story. Uh, she's from Wenatchee, Washington, uh, listening on EWTN. As a first-time caller, she was um, she was hit by a car and, and hit a patch of ice. Uh, I'm sorry. She was in a car, in her car. She hit a patch of ice, and... She She said the Hail Mary went under a semi uh, truck and spun around, um, no damage, and um, she got out of the car safe. Okay, Kathy. Hold that story. Hold your story. When we do a future broadcast in January, we're going to be talking about miraculous stories like this. So, Kathy from Wenatchee, please call back and tell us the details of your story. I know you were a first-time caller this time, but now you'll be just be a second. You'll be calling for the second time. And um, and Lori and uh, Carol will, will put you at the front of the line. Stephanie... Uh, oh, that you're going to hear the music. Stephanie from Ontario, Canada um, wanted to uh, talk about another, another interesting visit uh, from, the, uh, from the other side from heaven. I think this is fascinating. So Stephanie, you're going to have to call back when we do these miraculous stories. And we also have Scott from Rochester, New York Station of the Cross wants everyone to pray the rosary. Absolutely. Adam, quick comments.
2: Oh, just God bless us all and thank you Jesus for giving us your mother.
1: Absolutely. We love our Blessed Mother. Please, folks, it's so important and uh, stay in touch with us until next Saturday. Have a beautiful and blessed Advent. We'll see you real soon.